Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Ksubas Daf Yud Ches, Daf. Today we're going to learn some Gishmaka Sigas. We're very familiar with them. Many of us learned them when we were children from the very first Gemaras we ever learned about Metzin Shnayim Ha'ichzik. The halacha is, if somebody borrows money in front of Edim, in front of witnesses, he's not obligated to return the money in front of the Edim. However, Midra Baran, if he denies that he ever received or that he paid back the money, he has to make a Shvuas Heses. The Gemara tells us, and this is what we learned about Metziah, there's a concept, If somebody does you a favor and he lends you money, you don't have the audacity to look him in the eye and say, I never received a favor from you. So you cannot physically, it's not human nature to deny the entire claim. However, you want to buy some time, you don't have the money, so you admit to part of it. Therefore, the Torah says you have to make a shvua, you have to swear, and it's called the shvua of Maidim and Miktas, in order to force you to admit to the entire claim. According to Rebbe Yaakov, a person doesn't have the audacity to look the sun in the eye also, even the sun. Therefore, if a miner, a cotton, says, my father lent you money, and the person is Maidim and Miktas, he has to make a shvua, just like he would make a shvua to his father. But however, according to Chachamim, a person doesn't care about the child. Even if the child is a, an adult, a gadol. And therefore, he's like a Meshiv Aveda. In other words, when he admits to the son that he owed the father money, it's as if he's returning an object, a lost object. And if somebody that returns a lost object, Chachamim made a takanam in Shum Tikkun to save the world. We don't want people not to return lost objects. If every time they return a lost object, they would have to swear and make a shvua, nobody would return the object. This has the same halach, and therefore you potter from a shvua. Even if there are Edom, that this guy borrowed money from the father, this guy is believed to say that he returned some of it. Why? Because he has a migui, says Taisvis, that he could have said, I returned the entire amount. And now we have a brand new Mishnah, brand new sugi. When Adam come to testify on their handwriting, on their signatures, and say, this is in fact our signatures, it's a good start, but they qualify it. They say, however, we were under duress. We were Anusim. Somebody put a gun to our head and threatened our life. It's only if they threatened their life, because if they threatened to take money from them, that's not considered honest. You can't sign falsely on that. So again, once again, we have the idea of the same mouth, the same testimony that says that these signatures are indeed authentic signatures. But they explain, wait a minute, we're under duress and therefore they are believed. The same thing would apply if they say, these are our signatures, but we were ketanim, we were minors. These are our signatures, but we were posileidos, we were gamblers. Today we aren't. We were relatives. We were slaves. Today we're no longer relatives. We're no longer slaves. They are believed. However, if we already authenticated the signatures, we found their signatures on another document. So now they no longer have them on us. We can't trust them any longer. Why? The Torah says, In lo yagid. And we have a concept. Ki shehigid, en magid. You, an aide cannot recant his testimony. Once he testifies, he can't explain his testimony. And Edim that are in a shtar, it's as if they already 
authenticated, it was established in Bezna that these are the signatures. And this that we said in the beginning of the Mishnah, that the Edom are believed to explain that they were Anos, they were relatives, is talking about that they said that testimony, immediately after the first testimony, within a few seconds, enough to say, only then are they believed, have a wonderful day.